Hey guys, Coach Rhett here with another episode of Gem City Uncut. In this one, we sit down with Claire um, and we go over kind of some questions that have come up uh, regarding our rebranding process, where we're at in the process, and things that uh, will be changing or won't be changing. Um, we'll sure to put out more content on this as it goes along and um, maybe have a follow up podcast to this um, as we get closer to um, getting things situated. But uh, we hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Hopefully, we were able to answer some questions or maybe um, you know bring up questions um, if anybody else wants to have a discussion about kind of some things going around the gym. Um, you know, again, we hope you guys enjoy the podcast and uh, let us know how you feel. Thanks. Hey guys, Coach Anderson here to talk to you about individual design. Our individual design program is geared towards individuals who have an injury some nagging pain, or who are looking for a little more guidance in their training. Whether you have a shoulder that's been bothering you since you started CrossFit, you are recovering from knee surgery, or you're preparing for a competition, the individual design program is a perfect fit for you. This program can be designed to be a short-term solution to a problem, or it can be a longer-term investment in your training that will help you in the long run. If you're looking for more information about individual design, shoot me a message at anderson at gemcitycrossfit.com. What's going on, guys? Coach Rhett. Uh, we are here, Coach Anderson and I, with Claire. Is it Sherman? Yes. Claire Sherman. She's <laughs> been here. How long have you been here? Four years? Five years? This is my first time here in an extended period of time. I only would come in the summers. Yes, but like overall, you've been here for like four years, five years, right? Yeah, I think four. Four. Okay, perfect. Uh, and we are going to go over all of the changes, all of the uh, things that might be coming down the road, right? Some of this isn't totally into fruition yet, but I know that some people have had questions. I know that we've been teasing things for a long time, and I think we're at the level where we want to start to kind of put these out there. First off, though, I just want to say thank you to you because I'm sure this is weird, and I'm glad that you stepped up to the plate, and I'm glad that you're an athlete here, and I'm glad that we've taught you some things and hopefully made you a little bit better. We're still working on that Cosmic Brownie diet, though. No, I don't eat as many Cosmic Brownies anymore. I eat skinny cows now. Skinny, okay. I don't know. okay. Just wanted to let you know. Everyone knows the gym. <laughs> I eat skinny cows, the chocolate with the vanilla inside, so don't get me Cosmic Brownies. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, I wanted to start off with just kind of what the plan for the gym is, and then we'll get in some questions, and I'll hopefully be able to answer them, and Anderson will kind of tag along and kind of help us out here. Um, so, where the gym is right now, uh, we're a standard, like, we have a, we're our CrossFit gym, right? That's what's on the name, um, but what we do is a little bit different in terms of generally the way that we intake new people, right? Generally, most people, the vast majority of people, start with some sort of personal training um, before getting into group classes. We offer, once you get into group class, you have your standard group class, and then you have individual design um, where you can have things programmed specifically for you and your goals based on the class for the day. And if we need to go into more detail there, Anderson, I'm sure, can go into that. Uh, from there, you can also do personal training sessions if you want to work on specific goals or specific movements or 
um, any number of reasons, right? You want to just check up and see how you're moving and, and something hurts, we can do all that. We also offer the free assessments, um, we have the seminars, those kinds of things. Um, so the plan going forward um, would be that we change our name um, for a few different reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into more during this podcast, but mainly to be different within the community that we're in right now. Um, to give you guys some context on what I'm talking about, uh, we did a quick search the other day, and I want to say that in the Dayton metro area, whatever you want to think that is, there were 14 CrossFit gyms. The Dayton metro area has right around 1 million people. When we were in Clearwater, Florida last November, we did a search for the population. It was 2 million, and they only had six gyms that were CrossFit. So we're in a very saturated market for our population density, as far as I can tell. That's not including Spanga or Orange Theory or Yoga or LA Fitness or Planet Fitness or any of the other gyms that are out there. Um, so we're just in a very saturated market, in my opinion. So we want to be different. Um, and the first way that we do that is by changing the name. Um, and we'll get into the reasons kind of why we won't feel that that's the case. Uh, that's the first reason. We also feel that the name change will better reflect um, what we do or what we have as services instead of just pigeonholing us as CrossFit and only CrossFit. Right? Um, and so we are in talks with a company called Urban Movement, which is out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, that's the reason I went down there in the beginning of April was to meet the owner and talk with their coaching staff about the gym and kind of check the place out. And I've been following them for a long, long time. Um, they have a different methodology. Um, they do a lot of tempo training. They do everything with tempo, actually. Um, they're... Gym was a CrossFit gym, and they rebranded to uh, what we what they call Urban Movement, and they would be Urban Movement CLT. Um, they do everything with tempo. Um, their classes are an hour, just like ours are. Um, and you guys have actually done some of their workouts. We've actually mixed in some of those um, some of those things, and there's a reason that we've been mixing in more tempo, which Anderson talked about a little bit last class, and I'm sure we'll talk about more here. Um, for us. If we switch to them, if we decide to go that route, we get a few things. Number one, we get to be the geographic, we get the geographic lock for Dayton, Ohio. So we would be the only urban movement in Dayton, Ohio. So if somebody says, I've done your class before, I could basically look at them and go, either yes they have or no they haven't, which is kind of different than what everybody says they've kind of tried out CrossFit and either they like it or they don't like it or they got hurt or their brother did it or whatever the case may be. So we would be the only one in Dayton, which I'm a big fan of because that would make us different. Um, we would get a new brand with new logos, new colors. I think it's a little bit, not that ours are unappealing. I think that these are maybe just more appealing. I think that's up to the eye of the beholder, but um, I think it's a little bit easier to use. They generally go with a little bit more black and white, um, and then they can mix in whatever colors they want versus I feel like we're kind of stuck with black and blue and some gray. Um, not that that matters, but it is kind of a marketing thing. The second, the third thing is that we get a ton of marketing and promotional materials in terms of ads and, and things of that nature, social media posts, which 
if you've ever done social media like for a while, for a long time, it takes a while to post, it takes a while to come up with ideas. It, it can be very challenging. Um, the other thing is that we would get some of their programming. We would have the choice on whether we wanted to use any of that at all. So any of those things that we just mentioned, or that I just mentioned, uh, we would have the choice on what we wanted to use and how we wanted to use it. And we would essentially be Urban Movement DYT, or whatever moniker we want. We can talk about that later. Um, or Gem City, or what it, you know, again, whatever we wanted to be. So um, we're hoping that that model and that the name change allows us to be a little bit more inclusive and and bring people in. I'm sure you've had the experience. I know we've had the experience that when people hear the word CrossFit, they think of a few things, mainly being, oh, that's too hard, oh, you're crazy, or oh, you're going to get hurt. And we want to tell people and show people uh, that we not only have the tools to make sure that getting hurt isn't an option, or it, or it doesn't happen, or it's reduced, uh, but also that it's not too crazy, and it's not too hard, and that you can actually change your life, or can get in shape, or find a gym that fits your needs. Questions on that? Anything? No. So, so this is a different uh, affiliate affiliation program. Yes. Uh, and so a quick note on that. We pay CrossFit $3,000 a year to use the name CrossFit. What else do we get from CrossFit HQ for that $3,000? Nothing. Except your CrossFit gym. Except which I for the have gym. a big thing, and it's my I don't care if it's my ego or what, but I like to say I go to a CrossFit gym, which is fine if that's not what you want anymore, but that's part of my reasoning. Your reasoning might be marketing. Color scheme, I heard, was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go to a CrossFit gym. It's what I want. I'm going to listen to you, but that's all I'm saying. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I and, hear that, you. and that makes sense, right? And so... Right. The name the name the name is a big deal. They have yes. they have a they control the name CrossFit. So yes, we we understand that completely. Yeah. Um and so what we get from CrossFit I guess would be like we get access to their seminars, but anybody can get access to their seminars. And you still have to pay for them. And you still have to pay for them. We get access to the open in the sense that you don't have to submit a video. You still have to pay for the open. You still have to register for the open. You still have to uh, pay to be a judge. Yep. Um, you still have to pay to be an athlete. Um, so there's, and that's about it. Now that I'm thinking about, like, they give us some daily emails, I guess, that, like, but most of it's but pretty it's generic. information, right? It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's pretty generic information. We don't get any, as a coach, as an owner, um, I don't get any, like, business support, help, things. Like, they, they, are, they might be thinking about bringing them out in the future, but the model for CrossFit has basically been run your gym however you want and the good gyms will survive and the bad gyms will uh, go away, which I think has happened maybe sort of kind of, I still think it's, I still think there's some pretty terrible gyms out there um, just based on coaching and what I've seen and what I've experienced and, and what I've heard and, and what I've been around. Um, and so, you know, that's a that three thousand dollars just for a name is hard to, to swallow, especially when we don't get anything for it necessarily from that standpoint. So I think it's time for some questions. Let's start with an easy one. Let's start with the I think there was a price one. 
Yes. Well, so, what if we stuck with talking about why you're getting life from CrossFit? Okay, we can do that too. I just want to make an easy softball question. Okay, Rhett, are prices going to change? No. So regardless of what we do, that's the easy. That's what I'm saying. It's easy, right? So regard whether we, right, we can still affiliate. I can still pay the affiliation, and we can affiliate. We can go with the urban movement model or, or name. We can come up with our, it could be Clug Fit. It could be Rec Fit. It could be Anderson Fit. It could be Claire Fitness. What, it could be whatever we want it to be. Um, the pricing won't change. And if it were to change, just like we did last time, we would give everybody a fair notice and exactly what it would be. And it's not a pricing change based on the new affiliation or the continued yeah, affiliation, yeah. right? It yeah. would be a price change based on the services that we're offering, the quality of stuff that we have, right? Keep um, Keeping up with market prices, right? Like the, it would um, not, it, it's not like our name is going to change and then our price is going to change. Right. Yes. But how much money does it cost to be an affiliate with this movement thing? So, it's a good question. I like that question. This one is $1,000 a month, which is clearly more than CrossFit. If I did my math correctly, that's $9,000 more a year. It is $9,000 more. Uh, but I feel that we get more value out of that because we get the geographic lock. We get the programming. We get the new marketing assets, we get uh, we get help as coaches and as an owner with their brand, right? Like they're going to want us to succeed and want us to uh, promote the name. And so we just get more with that. To put this in uh, perspective, last year during COVID, I paid well north of $20,000 to be associated with Active Life, to bring Anderson on board, to get personal training, to get all like the training, to, that, to get the edu just the coach's education that we in business education that we needed to make it through that was well north of twenty thousand dollars. So, so if you do this movement thing, are you not doing NC Fit programming anymore? That will be gone. It's a good question. So it may not be gone. We haven't. This is the one thing where I I'm kind of dragging my feet. NC Fit is not a not affiliated with CrossFit anymore at all either. So technically, you're not doing CrossFit movements like CrossFit Program. workout programming. Um, I like their programming. We modify it moderately from week to week based on what they give us, based on both equipment, based on what we think you guys want, need, and need coming off of surveys and what we see in the gym. Um, what we like to program, right? What what we know you guys like, um, and so we modify it moderately. It's and what we get from them is a great value. Like the reason that we're still with them is because they give me an exceptional value for what they uh, provide. Uh, what they charge. Yes. How would you switch to a new thing that would cost you nine thousand more dollars a year and our prices won't go up? Well, that's the hit that, that doesn't I would... make sense to me. Yes, because it's a. It, this is a business. Yeah, so like it's uh, so we would want to retain all of you guys, right? That's the ultimate goal: is that we retain as many people as possible while also attracting new people, right? And so that nine thousand dollars could be made up with new people, um, and right, right. If we don't get any new people, like I take a nine thousand dollar hit. I'm not sure how many new people you're gonna get. Actually, you probably will, but I think you might lose a few on the way. Right. 
you know, and that's so. Hopefully, if it's based on questions like this, then we'll see where that goes. So, um, but that's the pricing. We went a little bit deep, but it's okay. Um, I feel like Anderson, you're like the mom in this right now. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> being the moderator. All right, so Claire, you had a bunch of questions, kind of about moving away from CrossFit. Okay, so yes, put them. Well, I just don't. Together, so. I don't understand. I guess you want to bring in new people and you want to be different and CrossFit doesn't bring, give you much to go off of. But for the last, like, I feel like a couple months or even like a year, I feel like you've been going away. Like you said, if I could get rid of handstands, I would. I like the gymnastic side of CrossFit. That's why I was drawn to it. So getting rid of handstands and those type of movements and going away from CrossFit is why I don't like it because I came to a gym to do gymnastics movements while still lifting. I so, like it. Yeah. Okay. So here's the overall perspective. I love handstand push-ups. I like snatches. Um, you like muscle-ups? I like muscle-ups. I like rope climbs, right? I like toes to bar. I like all those things. I'm with you on the gymnastics side. The I, And this is where I think... Uh, urban movement misses the beat a little bit is that they kind of took some of their some of those things out uh, in a name in the name of simplicity and um, getting the general population to do things right if you go to an orange theory it's the same thing every day it's running rowing and then some sort of weights right they don't do anything complicated but they also have 500 members at each location before they even open the doors so they're not hurting on money is what I'm saying. I think that you can have the best of both worlds, and that's what we would try to do with our programming. While it may not say, it may have the option for handstand push-ups up on the board, it may not be the RX option. It could be an RX, an RX plus option, which you, I think we did this week a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and scaling up for people instead of scaling everyone else down. Right, so a tenant of CrossFit is scale for the or uh, program for the best and scale for the rest, right? That that idea is kind of counter to our philosophies here, right? We want everyone we want everyone to come in here and and be able to do the workouts and be comfortable getting fit for life. Right. And so if that looks like on the board, it says, you know, sit ups. And then if you want to scale up to do toes to bar, right, or GHDs, or today whatever. is a great, great day to do that. Right. And so we want the flexibility to kind of scale up and continue to do those things. And while I think taking handstands out of some aspects, right, because there are definitely people, especially newer people that don't really have any business being upside down, right? They haven't mastered or interest push being upside down. Or interest being upside down. So why would we take 20 minutes of that day if they're not interested in it to just work on something that they're not interested in? Have you ever cherry-picked a workout? What do you mean? Like, like not come because there's a certain thing on the board. Only if it's over an 800-meter run. <laughs> but Okay, so what I if we spend that... a day doing, five, uh, doing a 5K prep? Okay, I probably should come because I suck at running. <laughs> I think if you take those things away, there's no motivation, and then people aren't going to... I think it's good to be like, oh, I can't do this. I need to get better and try at it. Like the other yes. day, I wasn't going to do... I asked something if I should do toes to bar or not because I struggle stringing, to the, stringing them together some days. 
Rhett told me just do toes to rings. But if I do toes to rings all the time, I'm never going to get toes to bars because I don't practice them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you go in, I mean, that's fine. I understand this is what you want to do and bring in more people, which is fine. But personally, I would rather not have to RX plus something to make it just what I can do. Like if it's something that I have to handstand push-ups, like that's not RX plus. I feel like that's just RX. It should be, which is just my opinion. But that's fine if it's not what you guys want and what well, your gym might, you want. Well, it might be. Because it's not my gym. I just come here. It could be, but we also need to, like, part of my job as the owner is to figure out the logistics of equipment and people in a class. And so clearly, over the last couple months, our wall space has been taken up in a few different ways, right? Whether it's storage, whether it's a few other things. And there are options, and, like, putting things up on the wall means that you guys get more floor space to do things, Right. Like, it's the difference of having, like, all the barbells out with all the plates next to you and a squat rack and a med ball. And, like, think about how cluttered the floor would be if I just gave you guys all your equipment versus putting it up on the walls and then getting it during the day. So there are ways that we can do handstand push-ups in class uh, that, like, Urban Movement doesn't have. And so I'm fully prepared to make that. Like, we – I plan on – the reason that I've been rearranging the gym in the, in the way that I am and it's taking a while, but – all that equipment costs a ridiculous amount of money now, uh, is to make it so that like the rigs are on one side and there'll be plenty of wall space, the open floor, and then all the cardio. Have you ever thought about if you have more members and you have to take movements out so then you can have more space to go to a new location that yes. has more space so then you don't have to take those movements out? Yes. Just thought. Yes, and we're going to try to not take movements out um, because there's ways that we can get around that. The problem with more space is more rent and more rent is the biggest, usually the biggest, uh, cost to a gym, right? So like if the cost doubles, but the space doesn't double or the cost, the space doubles, but the cost goes up triple, right? Like that's, that's a cost that like, if you have, then you have to have more members or whatever the case may be. But don't you want to bring more members in? So if you're going to bring more people in, you should have more money coming in. Or you could, yeah. I don't know. It's a yes. chicken and an egg. It's yes. a chicken and yes. an egg thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like we need more space for more members, but we need more mm -hmm. members to pay for more, more space, space, right? Yes. So, which yes. would you rather have first? More um, space. <laughs> I trust. I mean, I agree. Like having a big spot is is usually everybody's uh, dream. It just is more space and more insurance, like more rent, more insurance, more cleaning supplies, more of everything, right? So it's it's more equipment to fill up that space or not fill up that space. And so um, that's why the new space, that's how, that's how the space thing goes. But so my back to the original question of taking out movements. The goal is not to take out movements, just to take out movements. I right? want to walk on my hands. I haven't done a handstand walk in probably six months and I'm depressed about it because they're never ever in the workout and I haven't done a bar muscle up since the open. Well, we didn't, I mean, I think I missed, I think I missed one workout where there was bar muscle ups and I did not come out of, I had yeah. something going on. Yeah. That leads into something else. Hold on. Say well, it. to be Keep fair, going. we, I haven't taken bar muscle ups out of anything. Yeah, we haven't taken Right. Anything. So some of that is cyclical programming, right? Like, like so, some of it is like NC fit. They do cyclical cycles and, and stuff like that. And so we were doing a lot of bar work. Right, like for the, bar muscle for stuff for the open to prepare for the open. So it's going to decrease after that to focus on other things. So 
Um, which is like right now we're hitting like a lot of bodybuilding like finishers and stuff for like for the beach, right? Like everybody's getting ready for the summertime, take a shirt off, stuff like that. Um, okay. So, but what lead us into your next And question? handstand walks. Yeah, handstand walks. You used to have like plate set up and little obstacle course. I remember that's what like in the summer I came here and I was like, I want to come back because I could see people like Carissa. She was walking up on those plates and I was like, shoot, I should be able to do that. And I we, couldn't we and I want to. We can. We can still set all that up, right? Like we still have time before class, after class. I know there was an open gym question. We'll talk about that. That's what I'm doing. Yes. All right. That's what we'll get to. Um, the problem, again, is just in class, like... The same thing with walking lunges, right? Like, or a sled push. It just takes up a lot of real estate. Even in a big gym, it takes up a lot of real estate. And so it's one of the, and the question is how many of those people, again, how many people normally in a class can walk on their hands? Claire, how many? Jamie, Olivia. That's three. I know there's other people, but they probably, they don't know if they can do it because they never do it and they never get to try Okay. Or they don't get the practice. Maybe they can't do it now, but if you practiced. Okay. I feel I like that's the point of. Claire, I think there's a difference between working out and doing CrossFit. I feel like CrossFit, you practice movements, you get better at them, you learn like how to do them. Like, I want to be able to do a ring muscle up, but if I just go to a normal gym and work out every day, I'm never going to be able to do that. Do okay. you understand right. that yes. point of view? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so I get that. How is for the general population? How does being able to do a handstand walk relate into the rest of their life, being fit for their life? It does not. And I am talking, I am probably selfish in the way, but I feel like when I go to a a smaller gym, like I think of the general population going to like LA Fitness. But I feel like when you go to a CrossFit gym or what I was going, like when I went to a CrossFit gym, that's like you were working to get those movements. Yeah, it might not benefit you for the rest of your life, but it's fun. Okay. And you get good shoulder strength from it, and it's good balance. We will be upside down. I feel like everyone should be able to do a handstand. Everyone should be able to do a handstand. It's good for you. It's in in fitness in 100 words, actually, like tenants that built CrossFit. So I agree. And I again, it's not that I don't like that movement. I like walking on my hands. I think it's fun. The question is, how do we put it in a workout? where it's effective for everybody or the, for the vast majority of people without doing like an RX plus thing. Like what if we put an RX plus thing in there and it said handstand walk? I would do it. Okay. But I just don't think that's an RX plus movement. I think that's a reg- an RX movement. Claire, do you consider me an RX athlete? Depends on the workout. <laughs> okay. So, but so, th- okay. So that like kind of leads to the point of like, I don't think I'm always an RX athlete either, but I would like to be, so I'm working on the things that I'm weak on, like my toes to bar, so I can be an RX athlete, or my bar muscle-up, so I can be an RX athlete. I don't think you should just be able to be an RX athlete. It's like just handing you to go on the varsity soccer team without doing JV. No, okay, fair, fair. And I'm not, I wasn't trying to say that I just deserve to be that because I'm a coach or anything, right? Like I, you know, I've done CrossFit for eight years so like I've worked on things too right and I and I completely understand like wanting to get new skills and and wanting to be able to rx these complex um workouts but again like it's a construct the whole idea of rx and scaled and right like it's just like if we if you didn't know the term rx and scaled 
and we put a workout up and we were like, hey, this is a advanced option, right? You'd be like, oh, I want to try that advanced option today. Right. And we're not getting rid of our extra scale. I don't plan on getting rid of weights on the whiteboard, like weights on the board. Like that's all going to stay too. So like that's, that's going to stay. And I agree, like working on skills, but those take specific days like to work on skills, right? Like we need time in class to work on a specific skill. Gotcha. No problem. It's just the question of when do you put those days? How much? How much time is, how, how long did it take you to learn to walk on your hands? Probably five minutes when I was probably six years old. Right, but you were in gymnastics? Yes. How many days did you do gymnastics? Five to six days a week. And how many hours of gymnastics did you do each day? A lot. Okay. Okay. So my point is that that, or diving, right? I stopped gymnastics when I was nine though, and I am 22. But that's still three years. Okay, anyway, back to my point. How long did you dive every day? Like two hours. Every three day? Three hours. Three hours every day? I'm probably like five days five days a week, two right. hours. So that's 15, let's call it 15 hours of practice. But it wasn't just solely working at walking on my hands. I, I did know. a lot of different things. Right. I had and 11 you would do a lot. You would do a lot of different, I'm saying people would do a lot of different things if I, I wish I had 15 hours with everybody. So Claire, we're saying we only have a maximum of, of seven, seven hours a week with somebody. If they only come to one class a day, right? Like if you're if you're one of those people and you come to multiple classes a day, we have more hours. But for the vast majority of people, 99% of people, we only have seven hours. And, and that's so we, if they come every day. Most people come five days max. The most, the average that people come is three. Like we did, I did the math. It was like 3.12 if you divide people in up. So I completely understand this is what is best for your clientele and what yes. you want for your gym. Yes. And the We're I am questions. not arguing that at all. I want that to be known. <laughs> I understand you are the owner. I make no choices. My opinion is not the most relevant. You are doing it for the majority of the gym. I just come from a side. Like a, yes. Right. I'm selfish in a way like that because I want what I want. So let's talk about open gym because I think that leads into the next point. Right. The next general thing would be how do we get more time to do what we want to do in if it's not going to be in if class. it's not going to be in class. Right. Uh, we had open gym for a while, I think, um, it was a couple years ago, and then we kind of took it away. Um, and then COVID happened and everything else. So, and maybe you can answer these questions, and I hope they, they get answered. Here's my questions with open gym. When should we have open gym? Um, I that's the thing about these these times. Though, so, okay, so I went to a gym and they had open gym simultaneously as a class time because their gym was large enough, which I thought was fantastic because if you didn't like the workout, then you didn't feel bad doing a different one because that has happened here times because my time like I'm limited to come to 5.30. Sometimes I can make it to 4.30, but I don't like that. I would rather do the X program than the power. Okay. But it would be nice if sometimes I could come to the 4.30, mm -hmm. but I don't want to... Sometimes you don't let me do the other workout, and I know that has happened to other people. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling it out, but it made me angry and other people angry about it. But I just don't think there's like enough... I don't, I don't know if it's the space, because maybe 6.30 after the 5.30, you okay. could do an open gym, or like in the summer when, but I'm, see, I'm thinking about myself. 
I don't know when other people are free. Mm -hmm. In the summer, you could do it during the middle of the day, like have mm -hmm. 9 o'clock X workout, even though it's a power workout, and then 10 to noon, open gym. Correct. Would be yes. ideal situation. And I agree that. I think during the summertime, when that was probably when, what and when that will happen. I think I like the 6.30 idea, which is that we're going to talk about another class probably next week, I think, or maybe the week after, uh, that we want to try to add. Um, okay. Open gym, and you're right, that the facility would need to be bigger because... You're, there's no way right now. We yeah, there's not a chance, and I understand that, but I went to this gym, and it was like crazy it's, because there were so many times, like the whole day they had a class starting at 5 a.m., and it was like one every hour basically but there's also an open gym slot and then there was just two hours of straight open gym in the afternoon yes. so like you could go where was this chicago okay. yeah um where they probably had 300 plus members i don't know no, it re they really didn't he he talked about it to me their members i don't know how many they had but the class was capped at 12 spots okay. um and then they had i think six open gym spots okay thank you I mean, it's not bad. But it's they not... didn't coach, like, when open gym was going on. That's my next but question. But the thing was, if you, like, if the class was full at 12 people, they could still do the workout, and, like, the coaches would, like, talk to them. They're not just going to ignore them. But they didn't plan a separate workout for them. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, that was a spot, like, if they... It was, like, an overflow yeah. spot. Yeah. Okay, I got it. So my, my next question to talk about is, with open gym, is... Uh, so there's clearly a coach here, right? Because for... Uh, there just has to be a coach basically here. insurance purposes there has to be somebody on the premises at all times or for that when there's athletes working out um, and so with that that person gets paid which isn't necessarily a problem but it again adds to more overhead um, in terms of payroll costs the other question with a coach would be is that coach expected to coach you during open gym in my experience, during open gym, open gym goes like this. Some people come in, they have their own workout, they do their own workout, they're good to go. Other times, open gym goes, hey, come watch me do this thing. And then we spend the next 45 minutes because as a coach, we just kind of, co like, we coach, right? That's what we do. We take you through drills. So then we just spent 45 minutes working with person X specifically on skill X and now they just had a basically a free personal training session, which isn't bad, but it, people need to be paid for what they do, and they need to be compensated accordingly. And so it would be like if you had a tutor or a private chef or whatever, like those kinds of things. And so um, working for free, is, I, would, I would assume that nobody wants to work for free. Right? And so the question I would is, not expect anyone to come out even onto the gym floor during open gym. I would expect you to like probably have the door open so if I screamed you could hear me if I like, yes. did something. But I wouldn't expect you to come out and teach me anything. I'd right. expect you to probably be in here working on something. Yes. Or okay. doing whatever you and, wanted. And that's the conversation that or we had. Or you could work out at that same time. Right. But I wouldn't like be like, hey, come watch this. Like, right. Do your and, thing. And that's the thing that we've had as coaches on the last two meetings, actually. when We've, we've brought Open Gym up in the last two months, actually, during mm -hmm. the monthly meetings. And this was definitely one of the things for contention of uh, making sure that that rule is clear um, on what the coach's expectations are and, and things of that nature. Um so timing, 
coaching uh, in space. We kind of hit all my, I don't want to say objections, but like hurdles for Open Gym. And so Open Gym, we have a meeting coming up this weekend. I'm sure Open Gym will be another topic. It will probably come back during the summertime, during that middle part of the day at a minimum. Um, past that, it's just kind of one of those things. Yeah, it's also like if if we have Open Gym for a month and nobody comes to Open Gym, then I don't want to have to sit here, right? Like that 10 to noon spot, like, yeah, generally the same person is coaching 9 and noon, right? Yeah. And, like, that is a time that we use to do work in the office or work out, whatever. But lately, Rhett and I have been going to the track on Wednesdays, and yeah. that's going to have to change, right? So, like, I'm changing my schedule so that you guys can have open gym time. And if no one's coming to that open gym time, then I'm going to get annoyed that I have to be here. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, it's a, it's a, I won't be here in the summer, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you already told, you guys know that. Yes, I'm yeah, 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 we know that. Um, but, but just, ideally. Just, by like, telling, just saying for everybody, right? No, like, and I understand that. The guy at the gym that I went to, he said he never really leaves there. So he's like, I'm always here, so why not let people come in? Because I talked to him right, about it. Because yeah. I was like, I wish we had open gym. And he was like, well, I'm always here. This is like what he does he owns the gym he runs it he's like i literally never leave here and so he was like i remember those days i might as well have open gym because they do like nutrition in the building too and they have a like um physical therapist who stayed like it's a bigger place so it makes sense why he would be there or he's like there's someone always here so we might as well just let people work out yeah it was his thought but i know it's a smaller place here and you don't have as many coaches they had a lot of coaches as well and that's it. So that's the other thing that I like to pride myself on is A, that we run lean and B, that our coaches are like, aren't just um, part-time, right? Like you have two full-timers and we have some part-timers, but the idea would be to get full-time staff. And yes, as we grow, right, here's the catch 22, like you said earlier, like we need to bring more members to get a bigger space, but we need a bigger space to get, bring more members. You need more members to have more coaches or to have like coaching time. And then you need coaching time to bring in more members, like that kind of thing. About the coaches, if you bring in new coaches, that was one of my questions. If you're not a CrossFit gym, do they need their L1 certification? That's a good question, and that's what the coaches asked me. And I don't want just anyone walking in here and telling me what to do. We don't want anybody. I don't like new people to begin with. So, so here's, what, here's what I told the coaching staff when we, when we talked about this. Uh, was that, yeah, like if you're going to coach here, I, at the bare minimum, you have to have your L1. Um, I think almost all of the coaches are started, starting the process or thinking about the process of getting their L2s. Yeah, Morgan and I both have ours. Com- like coming up, we either need to retake the L1 or do Does Chris have his L2? No, but he's... Makes m- sense. M- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, so, but he's in the process of getting um, some L2s. Like his L2, I think. Uh, Steve has his. I have mine. We have the Active Life um, education that we like to try to put at least as a baseline down for coaches. Um, going forward, that might be the bare minimum. Like you have to have your L1 and have gone through the Active Life. Um, but if you're not stuff. a CrossFit gym, why do you need your L1? Because I think that it's still the best certification out there. For like a weekend certification. For like what you can get for your money, I think it's still the best that you can get. Um, I'm trying to think of like another sort of like, do you have teaching certifications? Yeah, you have to have a teaching license. Okay, right. But like, so yes, that's the bare minimum. But like, 
there's better teachers than some, right? But everybody has the same license. I mean, you can get your master's, but right. you have but to have, like... that doesn't mean you're a good coach, I, right? Okay, yeah. Or a good teacher, right? Like you, yeah, I guess. Right? So, yes, the bare minimum is that you would have, still have to have your own, even if we're not a CrossFit gym. And there's no, as far as I know, there's no, there's no requirement from CrossFit that CrossFit coaches have their L1. The only yeah. requirement is that the owner of the gym has their L1. And that there is an L1 mm-hmm. on site when classes are right. in session. So theoretically, Rhett could be the only one that has his L1. And then as long as he's here, you know. I could have a toddler run the class. Jackie could coach the class and she doesn't know anything. I just feel like you hate CrossFit now. I get the vibes. It's I don't okay. hate CrossFit. No, I don't know. I mean, because I don't, I don't know of any gyms that do that. I'm pretty sure that every gym that I've ever been to or that I've ever had in contact with, the people that are coaching have it once. But I'm just saying there's no requirement, but we, I have the requirement here that everybody's in a one, regardless of if we're Red's okay. Fitness Factory or CrossFit or whatever. It'll always it'll be a urban movement if we go that route. What were the colors again? Black and white. That's and basic. Gray. And gray. I like the blue. Okay. We're just going to be black and white and no, gray. We no, can and mix we in the blue. Get colors. We could get any colors because our walls aren't blue. That's I just thought that was funny that you added in the colors. What do you mean? As like a reason to switch. Uh, well, right. I just feel like that was Listen, not your hard. smartest thing to say blue's to me. Hard. Blue's hard. Like, well, it's better than red and yellow, Josh. Yeah, yeah red right. and yellow. That's disgusting. McDonald's. <laughs> I was thinking Ferrari, but you guys went the way cheaper route with McDonald's. I didn't even think of anything but grossness. Um... Okay, so another question that we had is, like, flexibility within class. Can you change, modify, or do an alternative workout? All right. Wait, uh, Cla- Claire had a follow-up, like, to add to it. Okay. With the limited class schedule sometimes, because the only time you can do the X class in the summer is, what, 5.30 a.m. and 5.30 and 6.30 p.m. Because at noon? At noon. At, who works out at noon? There's a ton of people who work out If at you work out at noon, I don't understand you. That's the middle of the day. You don't have anything else to do. And in the summer, that is prime UV ray index time. So you should instead go lay outside and tan your body. Anyways. Yes. So. That is something that I have struggled with because... I would rather work out, not, I would like to work out from five to six, and that's not a class time. Okay. But, or sometimes I would rather come at 4.30 straight from school, but I don't want to do the power class, but I'm not allowed to. Occasionally, I feel like I have, but I feel like it's very frowned upon, and one time someone asked to do it at 5.30 a.m. when there was, not an X class, the open workout. Hint, hint, Jamie. I, I know And she was not allowed, but I'm thinking in my head, how many people really go to 5.30, not a packed class, but It then, wasn't 5.30 a.m. It wasn't 5.30 a.m. What time was it? 5.30 p.m. on a okay. Monday. Well, then, um, Chris came in one day at 5.30. We were doing a and different workout, workout and did the open yes, workout. I understand. Here was... And I was in the class. It didn't bother me that Chris did it. Yes. All right. Here's the thing. The open with the open, we decided not to play the open up this year because we didn't affiliate, and because in the past, although we've given people time, plenty of time to do it on Friday or Saturday, 
we would have a vast majority of it that would do it on Monday and throw off the entire rest of the next week. Like we would have people do the open workout and then we would have regular people that wanted to do the normal workout. And this leads to the flexibility, inflexibility problem. You didn't come to any 1030 classes lately, right? Because we just got rid of it. Did you come to any of those? 1031. No, no, no. In the morning. Okay. So at 1030 a.m., we had X and power going on at the same time. And you could pick. Every day of the week at 1030? Or was that Saturday? Every day of the week. How would I go to a 1030 every day of the week? I'm just saying. All right. So he's just talking about what we were doing. You had the option. You could come. You had If you came at 1030, you had the option of X and power. Right? Which is kind of what you're asking for. No, I'm not asking for that. I think if, I'm not asking for you if I would do a different, if I would come in and do the X, I would not expect you to even talk to me. I would go in the back to a different station, pull up the warm-up, pull up the workout, and do it. I wouldn't expect the clock to be set for me. I wouldn't expect your pacing to do anything with me. Okay. Well, and that's, so that's the, the question and how we have to frame it for... So Claire, like, like you're more on your, you're more like independent and can do it on your own, right? And then like, but we, there would be times where we would do that, and most people were good about it, and a lot like we didn't really have any problems, but we as a coaching staff felt that it was really hard to juggle both of those at the same time and provide good coaching, good coaching, good coaching, and like keep the timelines so that you right because your time is valuable, so get you in and out. Make sure that you have what you need in terms of equipment and, and a clock and the atmosphere of a group. And so this kind of comes back to that whole like open gym during class type of thing. And so this has been the thing that I've struggled with for a long, long time because I do like the flexibility. I do want people to come in and utilize the space and do what they want to do, comma, also make sure that we run an organized class where there's not a lot of distractions, you know, like, and that your experience isn't hindered by, because somebody else is doing But I wouldn't else. be worried about, like, my feeling, like, I don't think you should worry about me if, like, I'm not saying I would do this every day by any means, mm-hmm. but just, like, occasionally if I couldn't do, make it to 530 or I had something that I would rather do. And make it, but then I don't want to have to not work out that day, but I'd rather do the 5.30 work. I'm not saying it would be every day, but just, like, have the option occasionally and not feel, like, really guilty about asking to do it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't expect you to even, like, look my way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't think it, like, and I can see how maybe other people would be distracted if I'm doing something, but I would not expect you to tell me what to do, right. how to get equipment, coach me if I'm doing something wrong. Tell me I need to hurry up and get moving if I want to get out at a certain time. Like, I would just expect me to be, like, invisible. And that's, and and so I can kind of see how that would work, right? Like, it's it's under the assumption that, like, the coach is precedent over this class. Here's the thing, and here's what I wouldn't want to happen. We have a group of five people, and they're doing the X class. You come in, or or they're doing power, you come in and you're doing X, right? Which is fine, because that's the workout for the day, for the other class. But then Anderson comes in and is like, you know what? I don't like any of those. I'm going to do deadlifts in the corner, right? And then now we have three different groups, which it's not necessarily the coach's responsibility, but they are out there. That is their job to coach and maintain an orderly floor. 
But I've got Anderson doing five by five deadlifts, grunting and banging weights on the ground while I'm trying to go over toes to bar work. And while you're doing your thing, it may not be too loud, but you can't hear yourself think because Anderson's banging on the ground. I can't hear myself coach. They're ex- right. Do you know what I mean? Like if we have, okay. otherwise if we have 12 people do their own thing, then like it could be chaos. It could yeah, be. Yeah, right? I, so, I see. So it could be hard that way. And so there might be ways, and this would be something that we bring up at the meeting this week, um, is like how does that work? So how do we manage if people want to do a separate class? And is there a way that we can know about that before you even sign into class so that we know that you're coming in to do your own thing without, like, expecting you to be a part of the class? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a details thing. So that's something that we could potentially uh, try to figure out a solution to. The, I think part of the problem, right, is that there there's not a black and white solution to that kind of problem. Yeah. Right? And so it's really hard to... Give a blanket, yes, that's fine if you do it on occasion. Does that make sense? Like, it's hard to say Without yes. giving somebody an exception, like, only Claire's allowed to do that. Or, right, only Chris is allowed to do the open workout, right? Like, and, and I didn't love the way that we handled the open stuff. Yeah. With uh, with people doing stuff at different times. I I I didn't love the way that we handled that and I think it could have definitely been handled better. Um so so I will take responsibility for that and and apologize and you know, like we'll definitely have better practices in the future for that. Come on, let's go. There's the treat. Alright, what other questions do we have? Um, all right, we got one from Josh on okay. Instagram. Okay. Will my gym goal of getting healthier, will the gym goal of being, sorry, let me start this again. Will the overall gym goal and the gym focus still push me to my goal of being bigger and leaner and stronger? Yeah, absolutely, right? Like, And again, I don't know that the workouts are going to change. Um, to the extent that like urban movement and his team, if that's the route that we go, would like them to change. That's my discretion. That's up to me to figure out how we, we could just literally only use the name and our workouts stay the same. Right? Like, then why change the name? Well, because again, I like going to a CrossFit gym. For the other things. If you want the name for branding, I want the name for my person. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Right? It's like, People drive a Lamborghini over Ferrari because it's a Lamborghini, right? Or over a Toyota because it's a Lamborghini. I get it. I, I, people wear Nike. People wear... I'm wearing Rogue. Like we, I like Rogue stuff, even though there's tons of places that make barbells and whatever. And I'm happy to pay the price. Well, you wear Rogue clothing even though there's other places that yes, make far buy, superior clothing. Yes, right? and I... Like, right, like, I understand the brand. I, I, I get that. Uh... And again, that's one of the reasons that we've that we've kind of taken so long on this, um, and try are trying to do it the best way that we can. So, but back to it. the goal for the gym for people to get healthier, get leaner, get bigger, get stronger, become better athletes won't, will never change. So, yeah, any other ones? Um, one that Jamie said the social media one. No, uh, or maybe, I don't know. Something about 
the gym doesn't seem, and this is like something I was thinking, the gym doesn't seem very competitive in a way. And you told me the other day we've never been a competitive gym because I disliked the email that was sent out in the beginning, the May newsletter, how we're fitness for life. Okay. okay. What if we, what is, I'm not go done. Ahead. All right, go ahead. I understand we maybe have never been the most competitive. I like to compete. So okay. I don't like to lose at things, but okay. I like, to, that's why I like looking at the scores. The scores. And because I like to know what time I'm supposed to be, how heavy I should lift. But I feel like not many people enter their scores. And if they do, there's only like... A handful. A handful. And when I went to a different gym, there was like at least 30 scores in there. Like every single person put their score in. They were fist bumping each other. They were commenting on each other's things. And like it made me want to like have a better score so I could be higher up on the leaderboard out of like 30 people. Whereas today on Tribe, there's like two of us. I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on. Did they run the same class the whole day? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think they did the power, which was something else. I don't, I don't do the power. I don't really have a desire to do the power. So they all did X. Right. So that was the only one. So yeah, there's probably more scores because today there's two RX four scaled right. including myself which just isn't very fun at the end of the day to look at the scoreboard because you don't feel as accomplished because the scoreboard's not as big yes okay all right so and this is also one of the things where when we we used to keep scores up on the whiteboard right we yeah i thought it, that was fun and we only did one class a day and you had to tell them your score. You had to, yes. Because you would ask right yes. after the workout and you'd write it down. Here you can decide, hmm, wasn't my best day. Not going to put that sucker in. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, so. And if you're fit for life, I understand maybe you're not competing then for that day. But that's like what, I don't know, that's I know my feelings and some other people's would like it to be a little bit more like... We feel like it's geared towards older people, if I'm being honest, now. Okay. Which is fine, if that's the clientele you want. I don't care. It's not my gym. But I feel like it's everything's been geared to like maybe more unhealthy people, older people, people who are hurt. Like You don't gear it towards people who are already fit. Are you talking about fitter. the programming? Or no, the your social, social media. Okay. So, I do the social media. Let's answer the social media first, and then I'll okay. bring it back. Our social media is not for you, Claire. It's not for people at the gym. Our social media is to show who we are and to get other people into the gym, right? And so the people that we need to get into this gym, the people whose lives we need to change, the people who need our help are people who are injured, are people who are sick, are people who are unhealthy. Yes. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I can see that, but then you bring them in which is fine, they need to get, but then it's like, then you're not bringing in people who are already kind of fit for myself and younger, already in shape people, I would call myself semi-fit, to compete against. You just keep bringing in more people, but they're not challenging me or others in the gym who are at the level who want to be challenged a little bit more. And I'm not saying I am super athletic by any means, but I know that I'm like fitter. Yep. Like I, I am, you. I'm young. I'm 22. I should be fitter. Because I'm in that same boat. And we've had this conversation. Me and Anderson have had this conversation. Um, because if if we went the full active life route, every person that came in, we would be solving a big problem for them. And sometimes that's not always what fitness is, right? Sometimes it's just coming in and 
working out and getting sweaty and working on skills and being competitive with your friends, right? So, um, and I, you know, my thing is like, yeah, I, I like to compete. I've, you know, like I've done competitions. I like to go up against Max. I like to see what scores you post. I like to see what Jonathan's score is in the morning. Um, and I think that there's just like in life. And I think just like the vast majority of CrossFit gyms, there's a, a minority of people that are competitive. And then the majority are probably not competitive just in their nat- in their whole nature, right? Like there's not many gyms where everybody is super competitive, which is fine. Uh, so with the branding that we would get with this new company, it would be much more geared towards people like you. How? So if you if you look at Urban Movements, if you look at Urban Movements um, social media, Stu, the owner, his thing was that he wanted a space where young professionals, young people could come together, work out, have a good time, still have a barbell, still work on gymnastics. I don't think this is. I'm gonna what Urban? Oh, Urban, and then movement without any vowels. So. M V M T M N T. Oh, here yeah. it is. Right. So if you scroll through there, do those people look like you? Or look like people that you would want to work out with? Yes, probably. Okay. I'm just sad about it. <laughs> so I'm always gonna have something to say back, but this is fine. fine. Let's learn more about it. So yes, I think you can, and again, this is where I think that we are smart enough to blend both of those options of, yes, we can help people that have problems and are unhealthy and need to get started in fitness. And I think that their programming will actually help us do that because they will be less intimidated by, I'm really overweight and I can't handstand walk. And you guys have handstand walks on the board, comma, you're doing handstand walks in the corner because I know that's what you like to do. Do you know what I mean? And so then you still have people seeing Claire do handstand walks, and they're like, hey. That looks like me. I can do that. Hey, I want to do handstand walks. I want to learn how to do handstand walks. And so then they start, they do things to progress that skill. And then you have, you know, Jackie, who is older, who doesn't feel comfortable doing a handstand, who still feels comfortable in class. Like, oh, look at Claire doing awesome today. Good for her. I'm over here doing my thing. Yep. And so that's kind of where we want to be, is that sweet spot. And this is where I think CrossFit has oftentimes been... Um, as a brand, as a, as a sport has been hard to wrap your head around because you have this really competitive, really athletic side, right? Where we like, we can't stand walk, we rope climb, we do these really heavy lifts, we do all this stuff and Hey, we're also for everybody cause we can scale it down for you. And I think that message gets lost because you have one camp or the other. And I think that we can do a better job about being in the middle. Um, and so in terms of being competitive, um, I don't really like unless I physically ask people for their scores. There's not much I can do about that. Um, I get on the five thirty people like Jeremy. I don't think he even knew how to enter them until a couple weeks ago. Jeremy, but does he ever Jeremy? enter them? Jeremy no. didn't know how to use Snapchat until. I know. I thought ago. he was younger. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, still, that's another thing. I'm young, and there's like not many young people I feel like around me anymore. Why don't like you bring Tony's your younger. In? 
Because I don't have many friends around here. All my friends moved away after college. So, so I have that's, Jamie and Olivia. So that's Olivia's moving. Some and, of the problem. The other problem that we and a lot of the fitness community um, finds is that young people, generally those out of college, those in college, generally don't make a ton of money. And so a 150, 160 or more dollar membership is hard for them to pay for, right? Which is why Planet Fitness is like, well, we're 10 bucks a month. Now, do we try to make that as accessible as possible and why do we want to kind of up our marketing and, and show that it's a better place and make it more of like, we want you to spend your $150 because we know that it's, like we know that that money is valuable, valuable to you and we want to provide you with the best um, service possible. Um, and so there's only one gym that I know of, it's in Cincinnati, that would have the client, like the younger population that you're talking about. And what gym? It's a non-affiliated CrossFit gym. CrossFit gym. Like they don't, like they're called Farty Fit. The average age is probably 27. And everybody pays 40 bucks a month. And I can tell you, I don't know how they pay the bills. It's one guy and he literally lives there. So there's... It's $40 a month. That's... I'll go there. Right. No, I won't actually. It's I want to go to a CrossFit gym and I think it's forty dollars a month. Sketchy. Let me tell you, I, like I've been there. There's not. There's no coaching. They don't even have class times. It's all open gym all day long. Yeah, that's why it's forty dollars a month. I like to have programming, but another flip side, I don't have anything wrong against this programming, but I think I back squatted for the first time in like. Yep. I Three months, and I went to a because I did the power class on Friday because I couldn't come to the five thirty. Yes. Yeah, and so and I've also. Had but this side problem. note, Chris was gonna let me do the X workout, and then I decided not to. That's why Chris, you're my favorite coach right now. <laughs> but so that's that's part of right. Like if you do want that consistent strength work, power go work. to the power class. Yeah. When you ha when you have like think about all the different movements, all the different things that we could possibly be doing that qualifies CrossFit. Right? But That's what, too much to do. What is the difference? I don't even know what the difference is between power and X. I just go to X because that's what the people I'm friends with go to. So X is our general, is our GPP, general physical preparedness. So anything that you could ever think of with CrossFit is going to show up in that programming. And so they have a wide range of things that they have to get through. We have to do, they have to program short and fast, right? Like those like three-minute max burpee tests, right? They also have to program long and slow, like when we're doing those workouts that have the 800-meter runs in them. They have to do all of the strength things, so all, back squats, front squats, overhead squats, thrusters. Squat, bench, dead, thrusters, snatches. Well, like all of the barbell stuff. We have to do box jumps. We have to do toes to bar, all the different gymnastics stuff. We have to do um, slam balls, uh, plate, ground, overhead, dumbbell snatches. Um, double dumbbell shoulder to overhead, dumbbell cleans, dumbbell box Dumb. get overs. Look, like I can't even get through all of the movements, right? And so when you have all of those things that you need to train for general physical preparedness, it, like you can only train those things so many times. Yeah, and the power is much more structured. The so power class consistently works through squat, push, and pull cycles like so squat side squat um some sort of press and uh deadlift or cycles and then also focuses on takes the other days of the week and focuses on something so like in 
March or uh, April, we focused on pull-ups. May, we're focusing on cleans, right? June, like that. June they might focus on like um, more conditioning type. They could, right? They could, they could. You could do more bike sprints or interval sprints. So I would say that power is more structured. Yes. And if you were to ask me which class do I think people need the most, even competitive people, it would be power. So you should go to power then. I should go to power, not X. If you want a strength, I want to be fitter. (laughs) I'm not. I would like to be fitter and be able. I don't. Not going. My goal is not to go to the CrossFit Games, but I would like to be able to compete at CrossFit events and do things like that. Because being an athlete my whole life and competing, I miss going to competitions. I miss competing. I think working out, I like to do it every day, but I also think why am I, I want to work towards something. So like this year, I didn't enter into the open online because I didn't think I would be able to do all the RX events, but it turned out when they came out, I could do them. So like next year, I'm going to sign up for the open and I would like to place, I mean, not well, but like how they did the different semifinals or whatever, like Mm -hmm. make it through a cut. And like, if there's competitions, like I want to do a CrossFit competition and do those things. And Claire, so I feel like you need like, to be a well-rounded athlete. It sounds like you have some specific goals that might require some specific programming. Potentially. I think, listen, I think if you want strength, which I think is what the majority of people need, I think, and, and a good base, I think power is great. What power is not necessarily going to touch is those high level gymnastics things simply because there's usually not enough time like if you want to have a strength in a day and a skill session for a high level skill like handstand walking or bar muscle ups we have to make that metcon really short and if we make that metcon really short then you're really good at short things which are terrible at long things and you won't be very fit when you get to a competition and you have to do a 25 minute workout right and so that is where the X and the power don't really play together, um, which is where like an open gym slash individual design, whatever you want to call it, works well in conjunction, right? Like it, being a competitor, being a competitive athlete at any level, whether it's CrossFit Games or at the open or whatever, takes more time than just an hour a day, right? Um, and so to get that stuff in, to get that work in that you need, I, yeah, like you would have to work out more than an hour a day. And so if that's yeah, the goal, that's what then, I yes. think. Like I need to do more than what I'm doing now, but if there's no open gym times, my Swiss and I can't, I literally get, leave my house at 6 20 AM to go to school during the school year. I can't go to 5 30 AM. I can't go until 4 30 but that's a power class, so would I, am I supposed to do power at 4.30 to 5.30, then the X at 5.30 to 6.30? Is that beneficial? It could be. I mean, yeah, like, as an like, am I gonna, is it going to burn me out? Am I going to repeat stuff in the, no, do you know what I mean? Like, like so, do they complement each other? Are they good things to do on the same day? Or is it going to... Yeah, I don't think we ever do. Like, we never have, like, back squats and power and then back squats and X. Well, it, today um, we had push press and both. But that would be where you have specific goals, you have specific things that you're working towards and doing individual design and you could have those workouts. 
But when am I supposed to do those individual designs? Well, so I'm saying like if you wanted flexibility. To, if you wanted to do 4:30 and 5:30, then right like part of the part of the impetus of individual design is having like being able to program specifically for you but putting it in the construct of a class when you can come or changing that class enough that you feel like you're getting what you need what you need while the rest of the class is getting what they need right so like if there's been multiple have you ever been here on the days when we say hey like we're doing gymnastics pulls like and some people work on like pull-ups and other people work on ring rows yeah work on bar muscle ups like you would know i'm working on bar muscle ups today versus like i'm gonna throw you know sally is working on ring rows right and so you know what you need to work on and so that's your specific goal and yes you can do power and x back to back and if you feel like you need, and if you feel like it's too much, or maybe to you do take it off. Maybe you do like the power and the X back to back on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then on on Tuesdays you do, you know, just the X, and on Thursdays you take a rest day, right? Because because that's what your specific programming is. But not everybody needs that. Yeah. So yeah, you can do two classes in a day. Yeah, I don't know. I just maybe I do that. I it's don't know. I feel like I'm just not getting much. Fitter, I look the same. I feel like, and like today, like my push press felt really heavy, and it, it shouldn't have felt that heavy. So today, the first day we've tested push press in a while. Yes, and also like, like you're not gonna progressing. Right, we're all. we're Wednesday. It's we're Wednesday, right? So like the fact that you feel tired on Wednesday or not a hundred percent. I didn't feel tired like coming in. I just didn't like, and I my I was recovered. I was like sixty nine percent recovered. But it just felt heavy, like it was hard. Like I yeah. didn't think it should be hard, but I wasn't tired. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't come in thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired and I'm not going to be able to lift. Like I came in thinking I'd be ready to go and then it was heavy. Yeah. yeah. But, but so I feel like that's just a lack of strength. Well, it could be. But it could be how many toes of did you do yesterday? And burpees. Four rounds of okay, 15, so, so it really wasn't that. So 60 toes of bar, bar and, and you did 40 burpees? And you did the rower? No, I biked. Okay, there's a good bit of shoulder. Like, there's a good bit of push there, right? Like, the days are cumulative, cumulative right? What did we do Monday? Monday we did... There was um, the hang muscle cleans and up-downs. So, the... Oh, yeah, it was the EMOM day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the other thing, right, some of... In Being training, you have plateaus, I feel like this is not turning into an interesting podcast. It's just no, this is about a good podcast. Claire's training. No, this is stuff that everybody can benefit from. Right, and so when you hit a plateau, something has to change, right? And so, so either right, you you approach your training differently, or you change the way that you're eating, or sleeping, or recovering from your workouts. Right, you change something maybe outside of the gym that impacts your performance inside the gym. Or you change what you're doing in training. So maybe you need to, if, if like strength is the thing, maybe you need to do the power class for, for three months and do a, a training, a strength training cycle. Or, you know, maybe you do individual design um, for a little bit and, and you focus on a specific goal, right? We have a timeline and we have a specific goal that you're on individual design. But training plateaus are a normal thing, right? When was the last time you PR'd your back squat? Four and a half years ago. You're old. 
I'm young. <laughs> yes. Now here's. I'm your... in my prime. Yeah, but that's four and a half work. years ago, four and a half years ago, he was your age. Exactly. So I'm in my prime. I should be PR and everything. Not, no. So you're, you're not in your prime. Yet. Why? You're not gonna be in your prime for another five years. I'll be yeah. elderly and having children. <laughs> that's why I have to do okay. it now and, if I want to be fit. It okay. has to be now. Right. Okay. Well, listen. I think you answered your own question. Being a competitor is different, right? Like you need more time. You need more sleep. You need more food. You need pretty much more of just about everything when you're a complete to be a competitor at any level, right? Like to be a professional, to be a teacher, you have to go through more hours of schooling than me because I'm a gym owner, right? Yes. So you answered your own question. It's like to if you want more competitive, if you want to be more competitive, then I would say you need more. But if I want to be do CrossFit competitions. You're going to have to do more than an hour a day. I understand that. My thing is, if I want to do CrossFit competitions, I feel like I should go to a CrossFit gym because why would I, if I wanted to be a diver, why would I go to a gymnastics class, something similar that might benefit it, but it's not the exact same thing? Well, here, I'm going to, I don't want to burst your bubble, but here's what. The only CrossFit competitions in the world are the CrossFit, CrossFit sanctioned. are the CrossFit Open, the CrossFit Sanctionals, and the CrossFit Games. Every other what about Wadapalooza? Does it have CrossFit in it? I don't know. No, because they would get sued by CrossFit. Okay. What about the Granite Games? No. What about East Coast Championships? I okay. So you got me there. They're not cross. They're not named CrossFit. But you want to bet how many of those people go to a CrossFit gym who are there? Who are a, go to an affiliate CrossFit gym? I don't know how many go to an affiliate. I bet a lot. Potentially. Because but, I'm... But is that because their gym is affiliated or because they train CrossFit? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to go to a CrossFit gym. And you're not a CrossFit gym. Well, we haven't changed fine. it yet. That is fine. You changed your Instagram and that's enough. I go to the <laughs> fitness center now. I did that as a thing to get caught... CrossFit HQ, the people that can sue me, off my back. Did you think they were going to sue you? Cause they can sue you. I, I checked your Instagram bio because I wanted to see if you had changed that. Because it's still I didn't change that. No. But I changed the link, the handle I know. And the location on GPS because I GPSed my way here and yeah, the there's still That's school. what I'm saying. There's still a lot of things that I would need to change. But that's the first most outward step that we could change. So in an effort to not get sued, I put a band-aid on it. That's good. I don't want you to get sued. Yeah. So, that's the... Do you have more questions? I feel like there was more questions. Do you have more questions? Uh, that was pretty much it. There was, like, a lot of questions about de-affiliating. And yeah. Like, they were just... Oh, I thought up. it was um, just a little bit sketchy. How we hadn't said anything? Yeah, I w that's what's... You know how so I we, feel like I've been a little angry these past two weeks? Yeah, I know. It's because we haven't told anybody. Yeah, I, I saw it on Instagram. I would have liked to know before just scrolling through my phone one day. And then when I said it, you were like, oh, I was wondering how long it would take someone to notice. It was one day. It was less than one day. Um, yeah. So I want to know from the beginning before you change it. Well, and I like to have things, I like to dot my I's and cross my T's and make sure that it's a, right, like it, it's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people where I'm like, hey, we're going to do this. And then six months later or a year later, like, no, we're not. When I, like, right, like, so... There but you did tell some people because I heard about it like a couple weeks prior. I said that prior. we might be de-affiliating. I wasn't when sure. When you sold the, the GHD, 
I said something to someone and they said, oh yeah, he's DF or not affiliating with CrossFit anymore. And I yes, said, I know. Yes, that's really good to know. If you had signed up for the Open, you would have known that back in March. Okay, well, the Open, <laughs> honestly, that was another thing. That's why I realized it wasn't really like promoted, probably because you're not a CrossFit gym anymore. And like we, in past years, it was way more promoted and like, I didn't even know that you, I had no idea about this scheduling sign up and how it was on Saturdays until Friday night when I was told I needed to sign up to come and work out and do it. Yes. And and part of that is like us doing a better job of putting it out there, but in some of that I feel like we tried to put out there. And again, I don't think that CrossFit HQ did a great job promoting this year's Open. They didn't make me want to do this year's CrossFit Open. I didn't feel that it was reasonable that people should pay the 20 bucks when they would normally get five weeks to only get three weeks. Um, like you don't even get a shirt with that. Like it's, I didn't get a shirt with our competition. We didn't have shirts for the competition here, which is why we ran it. I'm playing around. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to make this lighthearted. I have one last thing I need to know. Okay. When you asked about, you sent out a survey, I probably close to a year ago about if people cared mm-hmm. if you were a CrossFit affiliate. I need the data. You want the I, data. I need the response. It wasn't the most recent one because I looked that up. No, it was like, I feel like you sent it out in June. It was like right after COVID and things opened up or something mm-hmm. about how you would feel because it was when all the stuff when CrossFit went down. Yes. So here's what I'm going to... So the reason, So I need to know what that said. Okay. <laughs> because I need to know what the members here think and if I'm a, a loner. I don't think you're a loner. So... Um, I do... I do... I my guess is you're in the minority. So and that I would hope if you are switching and deaffiliating with CrossFit, I would be in the minority. Right, right. Because if I'm in the majority and you did it, that would really piss me off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. We agree. Um, so there during COVID and during the whole um, Black Lives Matter protest and, and when CrossFit was going through everything that they were going through, there were at least two, if not more, gyms here in the Dayton area that publicly stated that they were de-affiliating. Centerville Community Fitness, but you know what Instagram handle they are now? Centerville CrossFit. They have right. a new gym owner. I, I know. I've been researching. Okay. Don't you worry. Okay. All right. Now, listen. Here's what I'm saying, and this is my point earlier, was that I'm not a big fan of saying that you're going to do something and then not following through. Waffling. And waffling back and forth, Right. I feel like that was slightly different with the than people going back because they switched owners. Well, because then all the CrossFit like I'm pretty sure almost every single like CrossFit Games top athletes that they're not with CrossFit until they change. So then you would right, and, and so then they changed, and then they came back right and got because a new person. CrossFit changed, mm-hmm. which is what they wanted, and they came back, which makes sense, which is fine, if that's the statement that they. The games athletes said, we want a new owner. We're not going to be associated with CrossFit until we get a new owner. CrossFit got a new owner, and they came back. Fine. As far as I know, the gyms that that de-affiliated didn't necessarily have that statement. And whether they did or not, that's on their that's their prerogative. But to me, like, you need to make that clear why you're de-affiliating. And then if things change in the ways that you want them to change you have the right to go back or not go back and you should probably go back because they fixed things that you wanted. Now, CrossFit has reached out to me as the owner and said, we didn't serve you the best that we could. 
how could we have done that, right? And so I can go on here and set up a meeting with them about um, like doing all that, right? Like, I, does that make sense? Yeah, so why don't, if you said earlier, like CrossFit, they don't do anything for you, well, why don't you take that meeting and see what they can do for you? Well, and we will, but the question is what can, like, can they, they can't put a geographic lock on me, right? Because you could literally well, open I up across the street. a geographic lock. So, like, if you... He's the, we can't be the only CrossFit gym in Dayton or even in Centerville. So, like, yeah. you know how, like... So, so I understand like, you're going to be the only urban movement. I've never heard of urban movement right. in my entire and that's life. that's part of their problem. And there's one of them. Yes. So, you'll be the second. So, that's pretty cool. But there's, you're going to be the second out of the whole America. Yes. <laughs> the yes. America. The United States. Um, now, like, if you look at McDonald's, if you own a McDonald's, they tell you where you can go. Somebody else that owns a McDonald's cannot open right next door to you. That can happen, and it does all the time with CrossFit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's a prop. Like, imagine, right, like... That's not great. Like it's not super fun having a competitor with your same name. Yeah, I, I understand a business standpoint. I do. Yeah, but I am uh, a business. Let owner. me find these. Open. It's okay if you board. can't find them. You can. I'll report back to everyone. I'll let them know. <laughs> I'll wait. But you don't need to wait on the podcast. Uh, there are. <laughs> Whoever's listening. Oh, Darren. Darren's probably listening. He was excited. He told me to give him a oh, shout out. Oh, it's probably on. Um, survey monkey. I know what it is. I hope I'm as fit as Darren when I'm older, but I hope I'm as fit as Darren. He can when run I'm so much long. Like I just can't run. I don't know how him and Jamie, Olivia, those runners. They run a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I can't run physically. Your lungs are too big. My lungs impede my breathing. Your lungs are too big. I got you, Claire. Um, I will tell you that when we, if this is the survey that I'm thinking of, when we did this. The vast majority of people um, either said they didn't care or um, I think it's this one. There it is. We had 33 responses on this. Uh, we had 10 questions. We can analyze them. We got the majority of questions all on one day or the majority of answers all on one day. Um, COVID, limited, protocols, rebuild, mobility. Improvements, staff. What are your thoughts on the affiliation? Two oh said my affiliated. god! Only two. Seven said, and one of them was me. <laughs> seven said to deaffiliate, and twenty-four people said they don't. I care. hope all you twenty-four people, <laughs> when you hear this, that we're not CrossFit, you think to yourself about what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like people gave responses, right? Um, which was fine, right? Like, Maybe I should have taken these surveys more seriously. <laughs> they are meant to be taken because seriously. Because I don't, I feel like there's so Listen, much I we, have to say, but I don't ever tell you in a survey. But we want to know, right? Um, I put silly stuff. Like, Chris, I can't come to your class until you play good music. Oh, I, listen, I printed off your survey down here from this last one. I Were mean, you going to call me out I, on stuff? I wasn't, but I have it. Um, and so... Right, like, there. I'm sure that there are people out there that have good, and I'm sure that there are gym owners that have great responses to CrossFit. Right, there are gym owners that have changed their lives. There are gym owners that, um, 
love CrossFit as a brand, as a company, but I think of CrossFit as something bigger than that. As the pro- To me, CrossFit is the programming and not the name. For instance, the Browns Martial Arts Institute down here can do karate, but they don't have to pay anybody to do karate. You technically have to pay people to do CrossFit, even though what is CrossFit movements? Right, it's like functional fitness, right? Like, are you asking me what yeah, I think CrossFit yeah, movements yeah. are? Yes. Um, killing myself every day and being really sweaty and doing handstands and stuff on the bar and lifting all in one workout. And I agree. I think that you can lift in one workout and work on gymnastics and I think and there's a difference between like, because you could do like cardio and burp, like hit workouts. You know how hit's a big thing? Mm-hmm. I feel like a little, that reminds me of functional fitness in a way. CrossFit is functional fitness. I, I know CrossFit is functional fitness, but the way you guys promote it just makes it seem like it's like, I don't know. I just think it's like functional it's fitness perform, performed at high intensities across broad time and modal domains. Okay, that's a lot of big words. I don't use all those big words talking <laughs> are, very fast. Those are CrossFit words. Do you feel like we answered some of your questions? Yes. Okay, good. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, Claire. It was right. helpful. It was helpful. Sorry, I don't want that to come off rude to anyone listening. If you're older, <laughs> if you don't like me, I mean, well. Yeah. But well, and I just have my personal opinions. The questions were good. And that's why I wanted you on here, right? Like, this was constructive. This was fine. Like, this is exactly how I wanted it to be. Like, it was open dialogue. Everybody was good. Like, yeah. we answered some questions. You had, you brought up questions that even I didn't think people would bring up. So that's good. Um, so, yeah. We have things to move forward with, but ultimately, like, right, like, we can have all of these conversations, and we want feedback and input from, like, our members and, and, you know, the people that we like serving, but this is a decision that the business is going to make for the business, so. And I, I understand that. I don't want people to think I'm being rude and being selfish. I understand what is best for the business is what's going to happen, and that's fine. And the... The more feedback we get from everybody, whether you're vocal or whether you're historically not a vocal person, um, whether it's a whether whether you're on the fence, whether you like the change perspective changes, whether you don't like this perspective changes, like I like taking in all the feedback and trying to make the best decision I can. And so the more feedback that I can get, yes, no, positive, negative, one way, this way, whether it's from somebody that you know, usually has a lot to say in their surveys or somebody that's never filled out a survey. Like all of that is super helpful. Um, because like I work, I work for the coaches, the coaches work for you guys and we get rewarded with your membership and your time. So that's how I think about it. So on that note, I think we're good. That's all I got. That's all we got. Good job, Claire.